What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Happy 2023. I hope that this year is your year of prosperity, of advancement, of possibilities, outcomes that you've been anticipating. And, you know, I just want to remind you that this is your opportunity. Your business is your vehicle to the life that you want, the life that you deserve. Um, and I'm just so excited to be a part of your journey. Uh, so thank you for trusting me with giving you some good insight, uh, on this podcast. And I want to let you know that in this episode, really, I'm just outlining kind of the mindset for 2023. I want a lot of reflection to happen. I want pivoting to happen and I want, um, acceleration to happen. So this podcast is me kind of covering some things that I'm doing in my business, some things that I'm hearing from so many of the individuals that I interact with, uh, about how they're operating their business. And yeah, it's just a really cool bird's eye view, giving you some insight, giving you some motivation for 2023. I look forward to many, many, many awesome episodes this year on the contractor secrets podcast. So stay tuned, share it with your friends, share it with your family and let's grow. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today is the day we talk about 2023, baby. It's about setting your goals. It's about seeing what the outcome of next year is going to be. Now, for those of you who have been struggling uh, the last month or so, maybe it's been about six to eight weeks where you know you really just kind of been struggling getting jobs on the schedule. Maybe. Uh, the phone isn't ringing as much. Maybe, you know, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's nothing on your schedule right now. Or maybe you have a few jobs and they're kind of spaced out and maybe you're hanging on by a thread. You know, I really want you to reflect on this and make it a focus. Make it a standard to never let that happen again. And how do we prevent that? I mean, really, it's just proper planning. <laughs> you know, I can't really put it any any other way it's proper planning it's it's your ability to anticipate what is going to happen in your business it's your ability to identify patterns now believe me in my first two years of doing this I got hit like a ton of bricks when you know December came around and that early January is just such a tricky time period you know we're in the home service business we serve homes and in most cases, these are the times uh, of the year where people want to be in their home without being bothered. They want to be with their family. They want uh, that personal time. They want that decompress time. And, you know, in most cases, most people don't want painters around. They don't want roofers working on their house. They don't want, you know, their floor being ripped out and reinstalled. So, you know, we have to understand that. And, we also have to understand that some people do. <laughs> like some people don't care about those things. Um, you know, in my business, you know, I made it a focus this year. Early on, I started at the end of October, and I took over estimating one day a week. 
And I did this because I wanted to give our company a push through 2023. I wanted to make sure that I uh, was present in the sales process because ultimately no one in my business will sell better than me. And I understood this and this wasn't a knock to Chris uh, or our process. This was just, hey, I understand that this year for me is different than any other year that I've ever been in business. We have now branched off to have three crews in our company. And obviously with another crew operating at two jobs a week, that's eight extra jobs, sometimes 10 based on the job size per month that we need to be able to sell. Now, of course, even last year, getting through this time period was tricky. That's just with two crews. And even three years before that, when I only had one crew, tricky, okay? Making sure that we have jobs lined up through December and January. So, you know, the first thing is, is that we need to reflect on what it is that we did during that time period. We need to understand, you know, are you proud of yourself? Do you think that there was major room for improvement? Did you start too late? You know, shout out to those people up north. Now, of course, I'm in Florida, so a little spoiled when it comes to being able to work outside. But shout out to you. If you've made it through uh, this season without hiccup and you are able to keep your team busy, um, you're an excellent leader. You have great skill sets. And, you know, that is just one incredible attribute to be able to plan, sustain, uh, and deliver results during this time period. So the big thing here is reflection, understanding, hey, you know, ultimately there uh, is always room for improvement, but if you know that it's coming, you wanna make sure that you are planning accordingly. Now, to piggyback on that, right, it's not just about planning and hoping, it's about uh, doing, <laughs> uh, it's about uh, investing, it's about utilizing your resources that you've generated. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it a point, and I don't wanna use the word, money anymore on this podcast right i don't want to i don't want to talk about money it's not money it's resources okay and when we look at you know when we we change that verbiage from money to resources it's a lot easier for us to justify um the the motivation behind letting it go right you know obviously you know we have to purchase paint and if we were to categorize paint as something we would probably categorize it as a resource and that resource allows us to you know purchase that paint and then we supply that paint to the customer and apply it to their house you know in the same way you know money is a resource and that resource money allows us to purchase that other resource and I think you need to understand this from the perspective of you know allocating assets properly and for me you know these last two months I spent more on marketing than I did all year um, right up until that two months why because I wanted the most opportunities. I understood that all year I was able to ride the wave of organic traffic. That's right, my Google listing is really my breadwinner. This is a, this is a huge um, opportunity for me to capitalize on is our Google reputation. So for us, you know, we're very fortunate in that regard, but that didn't just happen. That was a result of planning. That was a result of five years ago understanding the value of online reviews, understanding the buyer's journey, understanding that most people that seek out painting companies are gonna first look to Google to provide them that result. So with that said, I made it a major, major focus to outdo all of my competitors when it came to reviews and go see for yourself, we have more reviews than anyone in our area. So with that said, you know, there's a lot of different things 
that we need to plan for this year in business. There's a lot of different ways that we need to utilize our resources to ensure that we can sustain our team through any circumstance. Those of you who made it through COVID, incredible. You are a true leader if you were able to carry your team through COVID. That was not easy. That was a challenging time. Okay, and business is not going to be predictable. It never is. How many times do we wake up on a Monday thinking it's going to be a normal day and here you go around 1130, all heck is breaking loose, right? Everything is hitting the fan. And, you know, there's different things that you need to lock in mentally uh, when it comes to circumstances. There's different things that you need to identify uh, throughout the course of you running your business so you can prepare number one, but number two, anticipate. And then number three, act. You want to act on these things early. And sometimes we act without really without the knowledge that something could go wrong, right? I mean, if I go back to my thought process, you know, end of October, it was like, you know what? Last year, it was pretty challenging getting work through December, first two weeks of January. Okay. I know this and I only had two crews. So I'm not going to wait until mid-November to start really, really pushing. I'm going to start two weeks early because I don't want to suffer when it comes to December and January. One thing about me and my business is I never, ever want to tell my team that we don't have work. That's just something that for me is equivalent to death. It really is. I mean, I guess it's not that extreme, but when it comes to business, it's like a business death. To be able to have to go to my team and say, I'm sorry, you know, I failed you. I, di I didn't do my job. You know, that's my responsibility. You know, these people go to work every day for this company, but ultimately it's the company's responsibility to go to work for them. It is a mutual agreement. And I think the more we focus on that, the more leverage that we'll be able to use when it comes to motivation, right? So I tell people this all the time when it comes to hiring, when it comes to creating this business, stirring it up from nothing and building momentum. I tell them this because it's so important. It's this, it's this ether. It's this thing you can't see, feel, or touch. It's this intangible that is so valuable in business. And I'll tell you what it is. The intangible is responsibility. The intangible is having someone counting on you that otherwise, without that, you may not do what you need to do outside of what you think you can do. Follow me, okay? You may not do what you need to do outside of what you think you can do, right? So if you wake up one day and it's just you and your company, maybe you're a one-man operation, right? I know there's a few of you that are listening to this that are still doing everything yourself. You're wearing all the hats, and we talk about this a lot. I'm not gonna go too deep here. But the reality of the situation is, is that you get to negotiate with yourself. If you're not in the mood to make follow-up calls on some of the leads that you've gotten, or if you're not in the mood to hit the ground running the next day, and if you have to knock doors to make sure that you have work for the next week, if you have to call old customers that you haven't serviced in a while and see if there's any work you can do, or maybe call people that have open bids out that you currently you know, want to negotiate on. I mean, all of this stuff requires a certain level of motivation. There's a certain reason why I wake up every day and I'm so motivated. And I think that, you know, yes, I've made money. I've seen what success looks like in this business. I identify that really the only trajectory um, is upward. There's no regression. So I have to grow the company. 
Um, there's, there's absolutely, there's, there's, there's no negotiation with me. But the biggest factor and in the intangible that I'm referring to is that I have people counting on me. You know, there's, there's families that if I don't, if I don't produce, there's families that will struggle, right? You know, they rely on my company to support their households. Um, if I don't sell work and they can't generate money, I also operate with fear in a sense that in a good way that if I don't have work, my best employees will find something else to do and I will lose those employees. It's a fair arrangement. I understand. So for me, there's two things that are motivating me. Of course, you know, in that case, I don't want to lose my employees, but also, you know, I don't want to have that conversation if I don't have work for you. I'm sorry. You know, and that would ultimately be a failure on my part. And I just have too much, I just have too much integrity to sit with myself and say, I didn't do everything I could to grow this business. And I think, you know, whenever I do business breakthroughs, whenever I coach, you know, contractors, I'm looking for that thing. You might even hear me say, you know, why are, why are you doing this? You know, I want to know what that deep seated root inside of you is that says, I'm going to be an absolute lunatic and start my business, not only start it, grow it and succeed at it. And without that, without that thing, it's very, very hard to have what we call staying power. In other words, the ability to stay through crazy circumstances, you know, the ups and downs of business, the, the inconsistencies, the things that we can't control, the things that we can't see, but we can reference and we can anticipate. Those are two things that we can do. We can reference previous experience, right? And I think understanding that if you haven't had an experience, you need to blow through the door. You need to knock down the wall. Those of you that are contemplating hiring and you haven't made the decision to hire yet, maybe you're afraid to let go of a certain role in your business. Well, the biggest thing that you're going to be missing is a reference point. You may speculate, you may hear different conversations of business owners that have hired and it's worked out for them, or maybe you heard me talk about my hiring process and you know, to you it might sound like it works or, you know, but the reality is until you're sitting face to face with someone and this is your first time doing it and maybe you were on the other side of that conversation the last time you had a face-to-face -face interview and you were the interviewee um, you know until you actually sit down and actually have that interview and pretty much decide whether or not someone gets a job not only that have the responsibility of making sure that not only do they get the job that they succeed at the job and then being able to identify what decision you made in that moment and what you could have done differently if that person doesn't work out then you will really never know. Um, and, and ultimately, you need to be garnishing personal experience and you have to understand that failure just comes with that. You know, that's just the reality of the situation. So when it comes to the new year, you know, one of my things that I like to focus on is number one, what do I want to reference on last year? Okay, what was a mess, right? Um, what is something that can be improved? Just little by little and then what do I anticipate happening and how can I prevent that from happening or how can I at least have some control of the outcome and I think that yes you can look at the whole year and do this you could look at the last month and do this you can look at the last year and do this and you can look at the last week and do this you know we just made a change in my business and this was just a minor shift in kind of our operation and I reflected on you know the last year and I said you know one of the areas of my business that was really not good was ordering paint 
um, throughout the day, right? So typically in my business, what we'll do is we'll order, you know, the large order for the be for the beginning of the job, and it's always a, a conservative order, just because you know we don't want to over order, but it's a conservative order, and what we like to do is kind of just let the first day or two play out and see what we need so we can accurately order the rest of the material and product. I think a majority of us do that. And we didn't really have a good system in place because what will happen is, is that the crew leaders will actually call in the paint on the job. You know, in other words, what they'll do is they'll stop what they're doing. They'll get on the phone. They'll wait on hold. They'll, you know, converse with the representative at Sherwin-Williams or wherever ordering paint. And, you know, that's taking up about 10 to 15 minutes of their time just sitting there rattling off orders. Um, and then, of course, going to pick up the order is, is time consuming and ultimately what also happened is is that at the end of the day you know they weren't relaying the order in time so then they would get to work tomorrow they would have to you know start the day get the team set up and then about nine and ten o'clock you know they would then call in the order and then send someone early to go pick it up rather than there being a system in place where they could order it the day before um so you know one of the changes that we made this year is and i'm very proud of it because even though it's simple it's been effective is in our group chat, the crew managers have to order their paint through uh, either me or Chris. And what that is, is of course, they just type up what they need, including materials, and they have to have it in by four o'clock. And what's cool about that is not only are we able to, not only are we able to get in there and order that paint, but we're able to do it before it gets to a point where it becomes inefficient. It gets to a point where it becomes to the point where we're wasting time. And I think what we noticed is, is that it's holding them accountable, right? And it's for their best interest. They wanna focus on the painting. They don't wanna focus on, you know, spending time on the phone with, you know, a Sherwin-Williams uh, representative ordering paint and then, you know, losing that production time that is so valuable. So even something as simple as that, just giving you an example of reflecting on an area of your business didn't work out well, identifying and anticipating the outcome right and then making a change to hopefully have some sort of effect on what that outcome is and i think that that should be your goal for 2023 is to identify what you can make a big change on identify maybe a process or a or or something in your business that you weren't happy with and really i honestly want you to focus on never letting what happened this year happen again when it comes to not having enough work because this might not be you but i will say that i've heard more often than any other year that people have been struggling and i think not only is it just not anticipating but not taking it seriously and not putting all your focus on this because it is a grind to get your team through and i also think that this happened more often than not because usually the people that i converse with you know they're growing their companies too. So maybe last year they only had one crew to get through the winter. But hey, this year now they have two. Or in my case, maybe they have three. And they didn't really factor in the effort that needed to be multiplied in order to make that happen. So that's what I got for you today. Just kind of sharing some ideas on how you can improve your 2023 strategy. You know, of course, I'm going to be bringing it on this podcast. If you ever want to jump in on a business breakthrough, please let me know. Um, you know, just here to share some advice, give you some business tips and tools to help you turn the corner, double your business, triple your business, and ultimately create the legacy and lifestyle that you deserve. So thanks for watching. I'll catch you on the next one.
Hey, hey, thanks so much for checking out the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Stick around. I am going to drop in a short testimonial uh, that one of our awesome heavy hitters in Drip Jobs uh, had agreed to give out for us. So if you want to hear a little bit about how Drip Jobs is helping contractors, stick around uh, for the end of this episode and you can listen in. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay, first of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use Drip Jobs. What's changed, man? Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place. Um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with nice. my get a, get a re, uh, request a quote button. Yeah. And it's just every email, every phone call that I get uh, for, you know, customers requesting an estimate. Uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs yeah. takes over from there. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it. Um, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So and I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google calendar when that comes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like Drip Jobs is too big, right? Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, All right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing, um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that, growing you know, into it. Jobs, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them and tweak them. Absolutely. Um, so I still use every part of it. It's just, um, there's, there's some parts of my, my old estimating process that work in tandem. Yep. Um, you know, so eventually we'll be merging that. Um, so Great. I was, like I said, it's just, you know, it's a fine tuning. So, so you got, so a couple of things, you mentioned the booking link and I just want to make sure you know this. I know you're directing people to go to your website, but we added a button on the bottom menu. Uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So okay. if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you oh, don't have cool. to say, hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number, and then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think, two months. We reached out to you because you're killing it. Um, just curious in terms of the, you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh getting onto the drip jobs, um, drips and getting to scheduling is been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated, uh, responses have been like, um, just after because you send I, the proposal mostly after I send the proposal right. and, you know, um, so I I've, gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, Good. but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate. Um, 
you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, huge, huge, um, man. yeah, absolutely. So, so overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, we'll, one of our focuses as a company is to like try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, it's yeah, you, you can jump right in as long as you're, you know, somewhat computer savvy. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's getting, and it's getting more user-friendly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you notice we started putting the, uh, the lead sources there on the, the, on the deal cards? Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Just being able to see where people come from. Right. Yeah. And the customers (laughs) have been using it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we forced them to on that yeah. form <laughs> yeah. i wondered because it just started all of a sudden i'm like yeah. oh word of mouth cool yeah, yeah. word of mouth okay. and you know what gen generally people are really honest on there um, yeah. which is cool you know it's yeah. not like you know they just like pick whichever one because i'll kind yeah. of follow up so i'm like how'd you hear about it? it's just to see if they lied you know yeah. it's like all right that matches with what you put <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. i got data that i need to look at ladies so make sure you're you're, you're correct here <laughs> Um, right. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. So just last thing, man, I always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone, I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt and I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs. What's one thing you would say to them, you know, uh, to, to sway them? I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate, if you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's, that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing and uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro. And it means a lot. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.